hell's hope? What breadcrumbs? A can of peaches on the street, the graffiti, the trail one of you left behind to get us here. Hell, maybe it doesn't have to be all or nothing. I mean, a quarter away gets Silas to see the light. The best way to keep him safe might be if one of us keeps going with the girls while the other takes back the boys. This thing we're doing right now, going cross country, is big. On my command! I was only able to get away for about 48 hours. I'm not back soon, I'll come looking. Thing is, you kill me, they'll still come looking for you. So you admit it? You're one of them? Yeah. I am. You knew that and you still came with me. Now I'm sorry. Welcome everyone to Dead Talk Live. I'm your host Viz and it is my honor and pleasure to welcome our very special guest tonight, Annette Mahandru, who we all know as Huck from The Walking Dead World Beyond. Annette, thank you so much for being here with us tonight. How are you doing? It's my pleasure to uh, be here live. Things are going on still. It's not over because we're still talking about it. I love it. Thanks for having me. That was a great finale that we got yesterday. So let's just go ahead and get started. When you first got the role of Huck, did you know the character arc was going to play out the way it did throughout the entire season when you first got the role? No, I just had, you know, broad, broad strokes of Huck and, and, you know, it's like at some point I got midway or something, I got a call, you know, with more details. We kind of went back and forth with the pilot. So my mom, I was told about my mom and who was playing her somewhere along the lines and it just was... You know, I'm starting to forget exactly like when I found out what. But in TV, you know, you sort of live one episode at a time. Uh I knew, I knew there was. I was involved with the CRM, but I just lived one day at a time. I was hanging out with the group. I was trying to just, you know, have fun with them because I knew it was gonna get dark really fast, and I just wanted to be normal. Did Did you know (laughs) that you were gonna last? The whole ten episodes? Did they at least tell you that much? I I, I did know that. Okay. Okay. I gonna you know I was one of the regulars that was gonna be around. I moved to Virginia, you know. Uh, but you know the details. It's kind of nice. That's the beauty about TV. You find out things sort of almost like one day at a time. And none of the other cast members, for example, knew that I was CRM until episode I don't know seven maybe or wow. yeah. Wow. So, so we were real friends, you know, until they found out. And then they were like, you traitor, you know. And I mean, there was real, like, personal feelings involved. It was great. I mean, it's great for the show. <laughs> but I like how they do that in the entire Walking Dead universe. They keep stuff purposely a secret to maintain the authenticity of even the actor's reaction 
when they first find out that a person, a character, is not who they really thought they were. Uh, now, correct me if I'm wrong, the, the CRM is an organization that was in place before the apocalypse started in case the world should ever fall apart. This is not explained to us, and I really don't think it ever will be, but do you think your character, Jennifer slash Huck, was a part of the CRM during her time as a Marine and was just there waiting for the CRM to be activated, or was she recruited after the world fell apart? Well, she walked out with the civilians, right? She disobeyed the orders yeah. and led them into the light and she was going to get punished for it. And I think that's when her mom, when Elizabeth came in and saved her ass and said, and I don't think at that point, you know, Jen didn't want to be part of anything. And she, in a way, probably was, that was the only way for her to um, not you know, not get the severe punishment yeah. that she would have. And her mom kind of scooped her up and was like, listen, you can, it's sort of like this. I mean, CIA does that all the time, yeah. right? When they have like dirt on you and they're like, here you go. This is your chance to redeem yourself. You, you basically don't have a chance, but we're giving you a life. We're giving you a life. So Jennifer had no idea what her mom was involved in. In your opinion, I'm like, like I said, this is probably never going to be explained to us. But in your opinion, did uh, Huck, uh, Jennifer, know what her mom was up to? Yeah, I think she knows enough. But she says this to, to Hope that I may not know some the extent of it. I don't think, you know, either of us know how big this is. But this is a chance, right, to repair the world. And, and we just have to sort of do our best here. And gotcha. And, and and we'll get into all of that in season two. I mean, this will be, I think, CRM <laughs> it, <laughs> discovery oh, yeah. uncovering. Oh yeah, it's just slowly peeling back the layers. Now it's hinted uh, at the end of the finale that Huck has no idea what Elizabeth and the CRM did to the Omaha colony. How do you think Huck is going to react once she does find out? Uh, I, I, you know, her and Huck and her mom are already on sort of, they've, they've been estranged mm -hmm. and they, this is like their first time. I mean, they're also getting to know each other. This is an adult sort of relationship that's forming maybe. And no, like Huck would never be okay with that. And she sort of, I, I think there'll be a huge explosion and it, and Elizabeth knows how, I think she's worried about Huck because she knows she doesn't have the powers either exactly to keep Huck in check. Like mm -hmm. Huck will do whatever Huck is going to do. And, you know, that's why she hasn't told her and she's kind of hinting at it. And and uh, it's going to be, <laughs> there's going to be another huge fight. <laughs> I could definitely see that. <laughs> now, do you feel your character has been completely brainwashed by your mom into believing the greater good line that, you know, Elizabeth and Huck keep spewing out? Is it just a case of brainwashing without really knowing the extent of what the CRM future looks like? Uh, no, I think Huck is fighting for her own sense of greater good. She's always, she's done that in the, in the Marines and she's finding, 
she's not like she 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 I don't think she can be brought brainwashed into anything. She's sort of like even the mission to get hope to CRM was Huck's own twist on it all. Like she was very adamant about like I'm gonna let hope have you know sort of an experience a life of her own to this discovery of her greater powers and her abilities and coming to and and i mean it's pretty unbelievable that hug got her way in this because they could have just snagged her and and uh yeah i I feel like she's like her own operative she doesn't feel i don't think she fully will say uh you know after her experience in the marines like i don't think she'll ever belong to anything again you know to the extent where i'm like this is you know i'm putting my life on this it's sort of like this is what i'm gonna um, it's sort of like like she's an independent hire, I think. Yeah, so to say. yeah, yeah. She definitely has a mind of her own. But also, with that being said, there is that influence that Elizabeth does have over Huck uh, to some degree. And like I said, we got to wait and see how that unfolds in season two. Now, the majority of your scenes are with Alexa and Nico, who of course play Hope and Felix. Now, when it came to Alexa, did you take any part in, you know, like mentoring her or did you just guys have that great on-screen chemistry right off the bat? Well, we, we, before we started shooting, we had a, we sort of had a boot camp kind of training immersion and together and that felt... I don't know. It was sort of like, for me, it's a method experience. You sort of really get into the life of it. And the more you're doing it, the more you're being hugged, the more, I don't know. I just wanted to be hugged all the time. So I just, I was sort of infatuated with Alexa and, um, and she was too, like, she was looking up to me. I think we're a little bit similar personally too. that kind of that dark side, Mm -hmm. that kind of that depth. So we really connected in that way. And obviously the characters helped, you know, that kind of intrigue and connection. Uh, We hung out a lot. You know, we were, again, sort of isolated, living close to each other. It was, you know, really, it was a huge world, but it was a really cozy experience. We had table reads at our house that Nico and I sort of co- um, co-shared or co-hosted um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was really cute and we would just get together and kind of very intimate homey experience hang out just you know the six of us so things it, it was sort of that same relationship in our real lives too well, which uh, I don't know it was I guess it was lucky it doesn't always turn out that way but you never know like this you know what happens on screen and again like you're an actor so you can always make it work it doesn't have to be but lucky enough i mean it made the experience more pleasant because we actually got on you know we'd go to the bar and have drinks and and it did um, translate very well onto the screen it definitely did uh i could say that out of my own experience just watching it now let's take a question from one of our viewers mighty magna on instagram wants to know who is the funniest member of the cast I think Hal. Really? Hal's uh, he just is blunt and is, has that Australian vibes of just, I don't care and I'm not trying to make anything happen. I'm just going to, you know, I, I, it's just a different mentality and I love it. It's um, very different, you know, obviously to the rest of us, like the Hollywood gang. <laughs> <laughs> Where Silas has emerged as a fan favorite 
you know, when the show started, you know, the viewers were a little hesitant, but as the show, as the season progressed, the character of Silas really quickly became a, a big fan favorite amongst the viewers. Mm. Now, did any of the other cast members come to you or Nico with any questions or ideas? Or was it just like you explained during the readings, you guys just all melded together really nicely? You know, everyone has their own approach. I think Nico and I, were older, so we're more serious about our work. Um, and we sort of uh you know had sort of that mom and dad thing going on of like looking over people like making sure they're like do your homework uh but uh, we didn't need to everyone had their stuff figured out and did their own thing and brought who they were to the shows to the show and but we definitely you know like we had like our own thing like hey like sort of what we did on the show like hey you talk to yeah. <laughs> elton i'm gonna get a home. <laughs> Um, it was really cute. I could imagine. How hard was it? Like, you guys wrapped up shooting, uh, like a year ago. How hard was it sitting on this for a whole year, waiting for it to premiere, and now we just got the finale, just, and not being able to say anything to anyone? Uh, uh, you know, I, I think some people were more bummed than others. I, I, I'm sort of... I, I enjoyed the break and now it's awesome because because it pushed I feel like I'm so into it that we start shooting in about like a month or two and I'm just it's so fresh so it actually I, I know like I just always believe like things like happen for something and I feel like I'm taking this momentum now into season two mm -hmm. and I mean it's perfect so I, I I always use I want everything like anything in personal life I'll take it I'll use it into I want to take it for story because that will I think story, you know, does something huge for people. And I just want to put all that energy into story. So I'm so grateful it happened the way it did. And I think people, I think people were, were also, I think uh, fans were skeptical. And there was a lot of sort of um, mm -hmm. like resistance in the beginning. And because of that, we're coming. Oh, never mind. You actually don't get us for another few months. I think it made people want us more. Mm -hmm. And sort of people just like break out of this like uh the newbies like they were like wanting and waiting for us and it cleared up some of that like bad energy gotcha to be yeah i totally uh, buddy is on board oh yeah yeah especially the way they ended the season oh my god i just can't stop praising that enough now are you guys coming you guys are staying in virginia for season two in richmond is that correct yeah we are that's the that's the goal okay cool cool because uh like I live in Virginia as well, and you know it's the state capital, and it's great to have you guys here. Now let's talk oh, about. Yeah. Gotta come on to set. Oh, uh -huh. yeah, you know, I'll be if it wasn't for the COVID thing, I'm pretty sure I could, but uh, you know all the restrictions going on. Uh, that fight scene between Huck and Felix was epic, and I. And this is coming from someone who's a big entertainment fan. I've watched all sorts of different type of movies, TV shows. That fight scene between you two guys was amazing. How much of it was you guys and how much of it was stunt doubles? So Nico and I trained religiously because we love to do all our stunts. We're very similar uh, people. Like we're really excited. 
we're just like the kids of the show in reality. We're just excited about the scripts. We we are overly organized and prepared. Like we'll like get all the fun stuff with the table read, send out the email to everybody to invite them. Like we're just um just really just uh I don't know what it is. Like just very playful. So anyway, when it comes to fight too, we just we want to do everything ourselves and you know the the building was on fire so we trained for weeks and i mean we've been training through like for for months but then specifically for this fight planning and talking to everybody about it like we want we want to do everything ourselves so they made sure that we could do it safely and I, but but then day comes and things move so fast and i think we had like two times or three times to actually do it before like the it just you couldn't breathe in there anymore you know before the flames got too big so they so, actually and, set a house on fire um like you know like that safe yeah i mean yeah it was like in, engulfed on the inside and then the outside burned um it was incredible i was beyond real and wow. we had to sort of been there with a, and into the flames like surrounding like a flame box right like a flame ring and and do our thing so we did the whole fight we did everything. There's certain things for timing, you know, obviously when the stunts did it as well for safety reasons, but we did the wow. whole thing on top of that cabinet that fell down. I mean, you know, you can pick it apart, but like we did do it all. It was scary. Like, I, like, I mean, all of it was scary. We were praying, like going outside, like catching like fresh air, going back in, just kind of like, oh my gosh, I survived this. Like literally every take. Well, um, you guys did a fabulous job. I mean, I don't know. I I figured maybe 50-50 you guys, the other 50, the stunt doubles. But to hear that it was mostly all you guys, that's phenomenal. You guys did great. Thank you. Thank you. We're really um, scared and excited. And, you know, and, I mean, actors, like, there's so much emotion, too, in that fight. It wasn't just like, oh, this is, like, a match to win. We didn't really, we didn't want to kill each other. Like, we love each other. We're friends, right? Well, so not during that fight. I mean, you you guys were, I mean, he was ready to take you out, and you were ready to take him out. Uh, we were, and we had to, but we we didn't want to, obviously. Like, you don't want to kill your best friend. Yeah. Like, you hate, this is like the worst-case scenario, you know, and you're so angry, and you're clouded by emotion, and, and I mean, it was awful. I can imagine. I can imagine. Now, how much did you know about the Walking Dead franchise coming into this project? Were you a fan? Were you not a fan? Did you know anything about it? I mean, I feel like I've seen it growing up, right? The last 10, 10 years. 10 plus years, yeah. I watching it religiously i was very much aware of it i knew i mean you don't know how big the universe is until you're in it mm -hmm. and until actually now until you're talking to the fans until you realize like i did a live live session randomly on on instagram and i talked to like a mega fan who just broke it down for me and you know tattoos and i mean it's it's like a religion mm -hmm. and it's and worldwide it, yeah and you don't i mean it's like you don't know what it's like. Like, you don't know what it's like to be a parent unless you're a parent. Like, you don't know mm -hmm. what it's like to be part of the Walking Dead universe until you're part of the Walking Dead universe. So it's just now, I'm just now, like, dawning and clicking in for me how, how, I mean, how important it is. It's like a planet. Yeah, yeah, it's huge. <laughs> now, another... You know, the movie 
I'm like walking on the moon, like, holy shit, I'm such a lucky bastard. You're a part of it. You're a part of it. And not only that, you're a part of, well, we'll get to that in a minute. Now, let's take another question. This is from Thais Byros on YouTube. If you had a chance to walk, to work with anybody from any of the other shows, the original included, uh, which actor, character would you have loved to share a scene with? So I actually, and I don't know if this answers the question, I've worked with Tom Payne before. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> and I worked with, uh, recently, this was this year, and then I worked with um, Michael Cutlass. He directed uh, yeah. Hugs Backstory episode, and then I worked with him. I did an independent film with him that my husband directed called Manifest West after, or in, Ju in June, which just now has a picture lock and it's incredible. And anyway, so I got to, uh, you know, play opposite Michael, which is was really cool. Obviously, very different characters, but um, Michael is awesome. I, I feel like I feel like there could be some crossovers, whether it's next season or the movies that are coming out. I feel like we're bound. We're all bound. Someone's bound to meet. Mm -hmm. it, to me, it seems like. If you take the three shows that we have now, it's like they're all heading and it's going to come into this big meetup. It could be in an episode or somewhere like you guys are going to meet up with The Walking Dead. You're going to meet up with the Fear of the Walking Dead people and it's going to be like this big surprise moment. We got to wait right and find out. There, when Felix meets this clan just in the woods, I was like, oh, who is that? Right that up. could be from <laughs> exactly exactly you never know you never know so tell us your experience working with uh julia ormond who is just such an on-screen presence oh that i i mean you know it's like oh they're casting your mother okay who's it gonna be oh it's gonna be julia it's like, what? i mean she's incredible we met briefly right like those little scenes when they just, I mean, it was loaded conversations, but like brief. And I mean, everything she's done, every, everything she says, like every word comes out in this like powerful way. It's mm -hmm. like, oh my gosh. Like, it's like people like that. I mean, you know, you see like a snippet and it's so loaded. Like some people like need a whole episode, right? Mm -hmm. And then the actors who like get the snippet and you're just like, they take over, you know? Um, so I just, I, I mean, I, I can't believe it. And I, I've, <laughs> it's like surreal. It's, it's just, a, just a, the diversity of people in the group that you get to play opposite with. And each dynamic is so different and so loaded. Uh, what a playground. Yeah. Now, when, uh, as far as you know, when Julia got casted, Obviously, she got casted as the leader of the CRM. Do you, as far as you know, did she know that she was going to be playing your mom? Yeah, I mean, at that point, she she knew, and there was a lot of sort of we talked a lot to the creators because it's like, okay, you guys are doing the scene, it's like a, a page scene or whatever that's cut between episodes. So we did like little fragments at a time, and it's like how do we talk to each other? You know, what is this relationship? Right. Mm -hmm. There's like so many. And again, we'll get into all of that season two. And, uh, and you can tell there's so much um, discomfort between the two of them. Oh, yeah. and so much just drama and sort of 
like they don't really want to see each other, but they do, and uh, yeah. they probably won't get along uh, no matter how like the mission even work works out. It's like there's always that uh, tension there. It's a very dangerous, like scary relationship. It's like yeah, I have an in into CRM. It's my mother. She's got my back, but does she? Right? Mm. Like we know she, she's sort of we, very. Um, I don't know. She's like she's cold hearted. She's she's cold. She, uh, you know, we know that. We've seen her cry when she was alone in one of the episodes, but she uh, really believes in what she's doing, and she will take out whoever gets in the way. So we just—that's just a lot of questions that we as fans are just cannot wait for season two just and, to I find mean, out. Are like you say, like there's so much similarity too. Like Huck too, she's when she's cutting her face, like there's all that emotion, but then she's. When she's in front of people, she just will, like, she's like a machine, you know? Mm -hmm. She'll just, like, not, I'm going to go far as saying killing machine, but she can turn, like, she'll just, it comes so easy to her just to focus in and get. For the greater good, exactly. (laughs) In these, like, crazy, like, schemes with Tony, and, I mean, uh, you know, in a way, it's like, that's really brutal, but she's got this big heart, too, where she's not. I wouldn't like call her like, you know, like a killer. Like she's not. No, like a, no, she's a very complicated character. I don't think you could sum up Huck. Likeable killer. Yeah, I, I don't think you could sum up Huck in just a couple of sentences. She's just way too complicated. Now, here's a question that I have personally: your your way of talking as Huck when you portray Huck in what I call a very that badass slash tomboy type of way hey kid you know is that something that was written for the character or is that something that you brought in yourself on how to portray huck i definitely saw an adjustment in the way i think they started i mean this is what happens they cast you they sort of have like a broad idea like she's uh what was it like she's tough as nails but uh blah 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 and I kind of take on these brief descriptions of what they have, and then I do my own thing, and then they meet you on screen, and then they sort of start writing for you. Mm-hmm. So I definitely, I just, because, you know, she was in the Marines, she sort of talks like a guy, because she had to just hang, you know, yeah. with mostly guys, and being, just to be, like, tough, and to be to be unafraid, and, like, loose, like, there's sort of, like, a slang going on, which a lot of people, I feel like, weren't familiar with in the Walking Dead universe, because they're like, where are you from? Like, like, Queens, you know, like, it's slang, you know, yeah. I, like, they don't, like, you know, some people are just, like, not, you know, mm-hmm. like, if they don't listen to rap, or, you know, all that, it's kind of not maybe their world, but I think that's, like, her world, she's a bit of a a gangster. <laughs> exactly. Um, You're not from uh, Queens, are you? I grew up in Queens. I was born and raised in Queens. So you know. And you're now living in the state where I'm living in. That is just so weird. <laughs> I was born and raised for 23 years in Queens. That is just so weird. <laughs> All right. So take us back. How did you land the role of Huck? How did I land the world of Huck? Uh, oh, so speaking of Queens, I kind of assumed that Huck was probably grew up with her dad around there. Okay, so that's uh, that's the mindset you got I, into to play it. We're still dabbling in, in all that. Um, we'll see where where the location will be. How did I get the role? I, 
I got called in to read for her. Uh, I think there was a lot of obviously this was a crazy arc to pull off, and and they they were just I mean the creators were so beyond excited that no one that it didn't get like her cover didn't get blown that no one was really onto it mm -hmm. you know so that's very um, uh, it's like it just was such a huge relief for everybody that we lasted through the end with people just being in the story and that the story worked because. Yeah. If you sort of knew like right away in like episode three that oh she's fishy like mm -hmm. anyway and the thing is like we couldn't overthink it because like we had a lot of this thing where we was like should we tell the director of the episode or should we just let him direct as if you know a hug is like just normal but I'm like I you know and like we changed it from episode to episode we're like okay we're telling this director <laughs> and then we just like kind of played with it to see what the best approach to keeping her mission um secret you know yeah. and just making sure the way i observed the kids the way i was with them wasn't ever weird um so it, it just was you know it was unnerving the whole time because the first five episodes seems like oh i was just like chilling with everybody yeah. and i was relieved because usually in my other roles that i play like i never have a normal role and i was like oh this is kind of like the most normal but then i realized it's not because you know my my the clocks are constantly spinning like how do i split them up how do i you know so it was it was it was never normal um anyway so they when they um obviously casting it was really challenging because they wanted they knew that i played nina and i mean i remember we did new york comic-con yeah and <laughs> it was before everything happened and we were probably four episodes into the show and you know, one of the first fan questions was like, oh, Nina, the spy, like, do you... Do you from the Americans. I the spy again, you know? And it was like, uh -oh. like, like, how do I answer? How do I make sure? And I was able to, you know what I mean? So it was like kind of like they wanted that, but they didn't want that. Mm -hmm. um, well, and I, I, again, they wanted to see something totally different. They didn't want to see like, anything like they didn't want it to feel like a spy at all so i had to find a way to play her that was against all that and i think that's why like that slang the way she talks and it is who she is like was i don't know it's not like you're you're a stereotypical spy no, right? no. yeah yeah and it's fun because i talk to a lot of walking dead fans every day on this show on my social media never once did someone even mentioned the theory of Huck even possibly being Elizabeth's daughter. So whatever you guys did, it worked. It, yeah, well, I, I was they cast Brit, and I think she also brought it. She's like, no, I'm not going to play American. I'm going to play British. And that was made it really cool because it was, like, very different from mm -hmm. who I was. And it's <laughs> like, oh, cool, I'm half British, uh, you know. So what, uh, what separates uh, working on The Walking Dead from any of your prior projects, like The Americans? Oh, I, I think the fans, the fan base. It's like they're part of the show. I've never experienced anything like it. And it's not like a regular franchise, right, where mm -mm. just a building huge fan base. It's a very kind of involved and engaged and – and I, I mean, this is what I love about human beings the most, curiosity, interest, engagement. And I mean, this is like the definition of the Walking Dead fandom. Oh, yeah. And 
I mean, it's just, it's the best kind of uh, exchange. It's a family. So it's like this big have, family, yeah. The show and the characters, and we're all sort of telling the story together, which makes it so powerful at the end. Absolutely. Now, as soon as we found out that Huck was indeed CRM, uh, I truly thought that either you, Hope, or both were not going to make it into season two. Because for fans that have been watching this universe's franchise for well over 10 years now, it's not the Walking Dead's way. Someone is going to die at a finale or the episode before the finale. Did it surprise you that the world beyond went this entire season without any major characters dying? You know, this is just this is hitting me right now. I think the reason that happened was because... We shot the whole show. It was meant to go as long as the fans wanted it to go, so to say. Mm -hmm. And then um, the idea was brought up, like, let's make it. This is, like, such quality. Let's make it a limited event. Two seasons. So it was not how we were. And I think maybe if that was from the get-go, yeah, maybe Huck or Hope would have gone down. <laughs> Probably Huck. <laughs> Actually, for the majority of the season, I thought it was going to be Hope. Once by Hope, once by uh, Felix. I mean, I was kind of meant to go out there and just well, somehow. For me, I honestly thought for the majority of the season that it was going to be Hope. And the reason why I thought it was going to be Hope is because Iris needed a wake-up call. Okay, She believes that the world is good. The world outside the Omaha colony walls, everybody's still good. And mm. we know that's not true. And something traumatic, something drastic had to happen to Iris to pull the character's, you know, quote unquote, head out of her ass and show her that mm. the world is not good. The world yeah. is bad. And the way that's why I always thought that we were hope was not going to make it into season two. And then once I found out you were Elizabeth's daughter, I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. Now it's either Huck or Hope or both can be going out. So I was surprised that both of you and happy that both of you made it right through and are going into season two. Uh, pleasantly surprised. Um, yeah, it just goes against uh, what we as Walking Dead fans have been used to over the last 10 years. It's just not the way it works. And it's it's a nice change of pace. Uh, hey, uh, Tony went out. Yeah, yeah, Tony went out, but he was only on for a few episodes, you know, before you shot him in the face, and I guess you must have bashed his head in a couple of times. <laughs> yeah, I was, about it. <laughs> now, I was. Hey, I was pretending to be silent. I know you. I was Silas moment. I was like, what would Silas do? <laughs> oh, you did it great. <laughs> you got everybody fooled. Oh, oh. Yeah, I was like totally not being Huck. I was being silent, so you can't <laughs> hold her accountable for it. Now, how did you feel when you found out that Huck gave herself that scar on purpose to never forget what she did to her fellow Marines? Good. It gave her... She was a real person. She's not some crazy killing machine that doesn't care and has some sort of ego, you know 
thing going mm-hmm. as opposed to like it's not about her delivering this mission and proving something to her mom i mean it's it's a job and she she's a good worker and she gets you know um she i mean that's part of her thing she's she's constructive right mm-hmm. she's not just like kicking back like she got comfortable with the campus colony and we'll just stay there forever because it's a safe haven she wants something better for everybody like she she clearly remembers what the world was and how functional it was and how not functional it is now and how people sort of got used to it and made their own small little you know clans and are getting by and sort of but uh she has the means she has the training she can she can fight for something greater so she wants to instill that in everybody else so they don't just you know i mean it's not the time to sort of like party and that's sort of what hope is doing and she could do much better, much better. she could do the sign you know exactly. she can um, invent the next i don't know and that scar that Huck gives herself you're right it does humanize her after we learn that she is crm that hey i did this thing i was a decision a hard decision i picked a side and this is for me never to never to forget uh let's take a, another viewer question this is from tommy koriak on instagram wants to know what are you most excited about for next season of world beyond I'm just walking in the CRM fancy schmancy facilities, you know, uh, side by side with Hope and continuing to mentor her and, and uh, you know, figure out how to find Felix and make good with Felix. Uh, and I... I feel like, yeah, and, and Elizabeth, you know, really kind of sitting with my moms. <laughs> I, really wanna, I miss my mommy. <laughs> uh, just the way this season left off, left so much anticipation uh, for how great season two is going to be on how the action, the story is just going to be taken to a completely brand new level. So I'm sure as you being a part of it, acting in it, I just can only imagine how thrilled you are. I don't know if you've gotten to read any of the scripts yet or not, but just to go in there and to start filming it and doing it, and for us as fans and viewers to see what the CRM facility looks like, it's just, we can't wait. It's just going to be yeah, so exciting. I sort of thought, Westworld. Have you seen Westworld? Like a kind of... It's like a very Westworldly uh, vision for oh, me. Oh, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, do you know if they're building, I don't know if you're allowed to answer this or not, but are they building elaborate sets, you know, for season two? Uh, They've definitely been in pre-production, like on and off and setting things up. So there's, it's, it, the machine is... Um, it's turning. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> now, I've stated numerous times on this show that The World Beyond is the lead-in into the Rick Grimes movies. 
I've theorized that's why it's a limited two-season show. It's to give us the background information that we need about the CRM. So when the Rick Grimes movies do eventually come out, we're not just completely in the dark about a lot of things. If that is the case, whether it is or it's not, I don't know. I don't know if you know or not. But if it is the case, how does it make you feel to be a part of something that already is big, but to take it on that level to be like the prequel into the Rick Grimes movies, how does it make you feel to be a part of that? I love to be the bridge. I love to be the connection to something greater, to the puzzle piece, to, you know, the final puzzle piece. <laughs> it's it's very exciting. I mean, like, yeah, it would just blow everybody's minds, including my own, if we all, you know, really, truly, you know, shake hands. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, astounding. And I, I mean, I, I don't I, I, I feel it. Yeah, I think it would make sense. I mean, that would just something. I mean, right. I mean, I feel like everybody just coming together in this. Exactly. I feel the same way. Everything, all the roads, everything is starting to like point. Yeah. yeah. Everything is just starting to point in the same direction. Do you think the majority of the CRM soldiers uh, were recruited after the apocalypse, sort of like yourself, were Marines, part of the military and then were brought into this shadowy organization that we know as the CRM? Yeah, I mean, they wanted to take the the best fighters and they were excited about Huck for those reasons. But their training is like an Eastern style Mm -hmm. of um, martial arts. It's this, it's a whole new way of obviously weapons and form so i mean they're just sort of the best of the best and it's very scary and very dangerous and very you know enticing to to walk in that world and that's what we'll do next season and it's like it's unlike anything you've seen in the other shows yeah. it's sort of it's the you know it's the future it's uh it's it's fascinating to just something to look forward to. yeah it's fascinating to look forward to but it's also scary to see what it actually looks like uh, now we hear and I think oh, go on. a lot of the resistance because they knew that our show was going to be this fresh perspective this uh kind of futuristic uh, time of the walking dead in a way right that kind of that what we're all afraid of right we, even with you know, COVID and just mm-hmm. technology, right? The way where it's going, mm-hmm. it's like where, what, what will it be like? What will happen to us? You know, who are we, right? And that's sort of where we are in the show as well, which is very timely and will answer. You know, kind of will answer some of those questions we're all having. I'm pretty sure we will. Uh, you, I'm pretty sure you guys will. Now we hear. Your character repeatedly say, especially in the last several episodes, for the greater good, especially when you're talking to Hope. Now, in your opinion, does Huck know what Elizabeth's CRM future looks like? Or going back to an earlier question I had, is she drinking the Kool-Aid that Elizabeth has been dishing her way? I think things happened pretty fast. I mean, they trained Huck, this 
style of fighting and they had to give her a good like boot camp mm-hmm. before they were off on the raft but it, it wasn't it wasn't too long because they also don't they have sort of get this opportunity right this implant and they want to just you know go because it's you know time is money <laughs> time is the end of the world right yeah. uh, uh, so she has a lot of gaps and you know again it's like the cia sort of experience where they don't you know they don't want to feed you too much because they want to have control over you and uh so she knows she's in that place and again she didn't have a choice and that's sort of her discovery that she will have alongside hope so in a way they'll they'll be partners there because um you know what i mean like before Puck was sort of the in, and she was had the upper hand, like in in this world in the woods, because she was experienced. But CRM is probably she hasn't spent, she hasn't lived there the way she will live in season two. So it will be, uh, you know, it, it will be there. Sort of will be on even grounds in some ways, and she will bear a lot of that responsibility, just like with the scar yeah. with her with Drake, you know, now she's brought hope there and God forbid, you know, this was a prison sentence. You know what I mean? Do you, uh, because she truly, I mean, Huck truly hopes that this is, they're making something great for everybody. Yeah. Like, uh, they're not taking out right campus. If they took out campus colony, I mean, that's a tyrant would do that. Right. Like you don't hear if you're making the world greater, there's only that many people left. Like, why do you need to kill more more people? Are you? That is. I, I, in my opinion, that's going to be. Bad, bad yeah, in my opinion, when Huck finds out next season what her mom did to the campus colony, that's going to really, you know, start to be them really butting heads and possibly lead Huck to totally rebel against elizabeth and the crm that's just my theory uh we'll see have we'll just have to wait and see how it plays out do you believe that your time spent in the campus colony you were there for uh hope you think huck got a little bit of tunnel vision just on hope and overlooked iris you know who is very smart because we're led to believe you are there to recruit Hope, get her out and into the CRM because she's smart. Do you think Huck had tunnel vision and just set her her sights on Hope and might have overlooked other people, and particularly Iris, into possibly being assets for the CRM? Ultimately, right, Huck would have loved if he, Felix was on the same page, but they all they all are convinced, you know, the CRM are the bad guys. Mm-hmm. And there was no, I mean, Huck tried for sort of five episodes to, I mean, she knew with Felix that he wasn't going to budge, right? Yeah. Uh, and the kids, too, it turned out pretty hard. I mean, at the end, they were sort of telling us what to do, right? Mm-hmm. We're building the boat, we're doing it this way. It's pretty hard to convince people uh to believe into something especially teenagers yeah. right like to unless you instill it into them 
I, when they're young, I mean, at some point they're just so stubborn and their confidence isn't quite developed and they're just sort of like destructive and fighting who knows who they're fighting. It's, it's, I mean, it's a lot to take on if she was also kind of mentoring and training, you know, yeah. uh, Iris. I mean, it's sort of, she started with hope with training she started with her way before they they left i mean the what is those telegrams with, with yeah, the dad, with dad like, yeah. coming in this like that was all part of like i mean she was so busy there's no way to also and then again you know it's clear that everyone else is expandable like she's not allowed to i think i think uh hux hope is to once she's brought here i got you one she's great I worked on her like I can do that with the rest as well. Mm -hmm. Need more time. You need time. And that's her hope. But obviously when she gets there, it's like, no, we don't need anybody. We're killing them all. <laughs> Killed, right? It's that type of mentality that, you know, doesn't allow her to do what she would, would, would have liked to do otherwise. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now, were those flashback scenes uh, of you as a Marine... Were they shot out of order? Like, did you shoot those early on in filming or were they shot, you know, right when you were shooting that episode as well? No, that was shot during that episode with Cudlitz. And, okay. Uh, you know, I had six off and uh, and then got into all of that. It's just the pilot that was a little bit like things were added and changed once i think they saw the rest of the season and got really excited about the things we did and everything else though was you know then kind of an accumulation gotcha <laughs> gotcha in the limited time we have left uh i want to get well, i want to get to another viewer question this is from more of that on instagram on a scale of one to ten how would you rate your role as nina in the americans as compared to Huck? That's what she wrote. Uh, I guess so. As compared to Huck, how would you rate Nina up against Huck? Oh, up against Huck. I mean, not to break anybody's hearts, but I, I am absolutely uh, bereft by Huck and just her sense of ease. You know, that Nina, Nina was just didn't have a physical outlet either, and that's mm -hmm. very important has that and she sort of you know just loves it all she loves I mean she just she just enjoys her world like that's why she wants something greater because she loves like she loves people she loves nature she loves you know community uh, and she's just in a way like she's got this dark edge to her but she's very constructive and positive and um, what is it uh, just She's off the people, you know, like Nina was like a, a true, like lone kind of yeah. ostracized world cold. So I just enjoy her more and it's, I'm, I'm, I'm more mature now. So I'm able to appreciate my experience more and just to have, you know, I don't know. I, I love, I absolutely just, I, 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 if I could just be anybody i'd be hug all the time to be honest with that's, you that's 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 awesome um I'm not like being pretentious or anything i just love this care like i love this girl well that's like, great and it comes through it comes through in how you play hawk uh now you are 
it just got announced about a week ago that you're going to be starring, uh, co-starring in a horror movie with Peter Vack called Grow. Now, the interesting part about this is you're going to be playing twins. So you're going to be playing two different characters. Uh, is there? I know the movie's still in pre-production, but is there any kind of teaser you can give us as to what the storyline might be? The teaser is that we finished the movie. And it's in it's in post production now. I swear it said pre production. Okay, all right. So you can give us a little uh, bit of a storyline. It's happened a little late, but no, we uh, we just it just wrapped. Uh, it, it's it was incredible. It was some of my other most favorite uh, experiences. It's a very artsy film. It's something I've never done before. It's um you know it's. It's intimate, it's like a little culty, but very like, you know, not like I wouldn't say horror horror. It's like, dr like it's dramatic, like it's real. It's about this uh, legendary female lineage that uh, goes on through a guy giving birth to this special woman, yeah. the next special that will continue this power. Uh, so you know, Peter, bless his heart. You know, he I got him pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of the sounds flip interesting. Of, uh, it's 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 just flipping like the importance of uh, this responsibility of like continuing bearing the future, right? It kind of flipped it on the guy, and I was sort of like the male who's hunting and pray, you know, like praying for the next. It was crazy. Like I got to, I explored some of that with uh, Nico Tortorella on the show. Uh -huh. I we did um, shoot for a King Kong magazine where we flipped genders, and I was um, this old man, like pervy old man, and he was um, my my sex alien uh, <laughs> uh, uh, escort from another planet, and he was, you know, uh, they were Nico was, you know, just. A full female sort of uh, wow. uh anyway and then in this one i kind of uh got to experience with like the mental state of a man on the phys not the physicality i mean i was a woman it was like yeah. a, one one twin is like a little bit dominatrix and the other one is kind of a little bit in prison she's normal and she's um stuck in this house like watching these men go through you know what they'd never like their biggest fear right and um also breaking free in her own way it's a really beautiful story again very artsy not for everybody but it sounds very interesting how how <laughs> challenging was it playing two different characters in the same movie i i was ready i was you know it was actually uh the director sent it to me i got the script and he's like which one do you want to play pick one whichever one you want we really want you to do it i'm like you want me to do it make them twins and i play them both <laughs> He was like, that's a fantastic idea, because it really actually worked. Uh, like, usually, like, I just do whatever I'm given, because I'm like, I can make it work. Uh -huh. But this time, hey, maybe I could try having, you know, some, like, writing, some story tweaks. And it, it I think it made the script really, like, even more twisted. And and it was crazy, because you're, you're two different people, but you're twins, so the essence is the same. Yeah. So I didn't have to worry about, like, our connection as twins, we were the same in that way, but we look completely different and, and our voice, you know, voices were even different because we just have a different, um, I don't know, uh, 
I guess a different objective, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, a purpose life. I got to tell you, that is uh, an interesting plot line, uh, what you just mentioned, and I'm going to watch it because it sounds very interesting. We have enough time for one last question, and I want to ask you, you have been in this business professionally since 2006. You have been on hit shows like The Following, The Americans, now World Beyond. Which role would you say was the biggest game changer in your career? Definitely. I mean, The Americans was... Because you were on like, what, 46, 49 episodes of that? Yeah, I mean, it just kicked off. It just kind of legitimized, you know, it it was my breakout, so to say. Mm -hmm. Uh, A stunning story and sort of allowed me to... Um, just continue to tell great stories and Walking Dead is just a whole other creative um, expedition for yeah. me so uh, I, I just I feel very blessed and as an artist and as an individual because stories make me make me a better person uh, I'm going to squeeze in one last question do you want to stay in front of the camera as long as you can or like you kind of mentioned do you want to get into dabbling a little bit producing directing and so on as your as your career you know progresses on so actually on this movie grow that uh we just finished i i am a a producer on it okay because started with creative input and just you know being helping you know get the movie made by being an artist in it which is great when you appreciate it for it um so yeah i'd love to it was it was cool i definitely took more charge of of the story and just just you know being the driving force and it's nice and watching you know michael cutlet's director episode and being so incredible at it like we actors love actor directors and i wouldn't say that's out of the question my husband is a as a writer director and we sort of have that symbiotic relationship going that works and i enjoy you know kind of playing different roles and collaborating with people so it's just about it just depends on the collaboration really and and what the alignment of things but i'm open to absolutely anything i think everything is a opportunity for growth and that's awesome that that's fantastic uh, we are out of time. Annette, thank you so much uh, for being here with us. Do you have any final thoughts you want to say? Thank you so much. I'm just so grateful. I'm grateful for you and for these conversations and just for allowing to have these creative exchanges and thank you. about that 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 is uh, really current and Thank you for appreciating it. Absolutely. You were great. It was an awesome season of World Beyond. I can speak on behalf of all of our viewers who we chat every night with. We are now definitely looking forward to season two. You were fantastic as Huck. Thank you so much for being here with us. Guys, thank you so much for uh, tuning in tonight. Annette, again, thank you. I'll be back on the air again, guys, tomorrow night. Until then, Annette, thank you. Guys, I'll see you tomorrow. Remember, always stay walking. Good night.